Hi everyone, it's Hannah. And Holly, and we're just here to say that um, if you are enjoying the show and you want to show us some support, we now have a Patreon, um, which will be linked in the description. So head on over there. We've got very exciting things coming, uh, including Celebrity Corner and Bad Book Club. So if that's something you'd like to hear more about, go check it out. And thank you for your enduring support. We love you. Enjoy the podcast. Hello. Hello and welcome to another episode of Culture Hang, episode 10 to be we precise. We have made it into double digits. Holly, how do you feel about 10 episodes with me? I am honoured. I'm humbled. Yes. Yeah, I would be. Um, I just, I'm so happy we're still doing it. I'm I'm less happy, but I'm making do. <sighs> I have looked for another co-host, but... For now, you're the best. <laughs> For now. Also, my brother told me to open this podcast with, and we're live. And I forgot in the moment to do it. Also, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> we're live. We're live. Uh, I don't know why he asked for that, but it was a request. And who am I to say no to giving people their dreams? Yeah, speaking of, um, we have some birthday shout outs. That were not requested. Yeah. No. <laughs> you don't want them. But you're getting them. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to <laughs> The most uncomfortable version of happy birthday ever. Happy birthday, Imagine. Mr. President. <laughs> you're like a five-year-old and your mum brings out the cake. And she starts singing happy birthday like that. <laughs> oh, man. And you're like, mum, speed it up. <laughs> anyway, Holly, give us the birthday shout outs. Who have we got? Who have we got? First up, we have a leftover September birthday. Because yeah. now it's October. We Woo. have happy birthday, Sophie. Happy birthday, Sophie. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Thank you for supporting and being so lovely. And just keep it up. I hope that university is going well. Yeah, I hope you're not stuck inside too much. I mean, you will be, but I hope it's... Sorry. I hope it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, generally. Anyway, hope your birthday was lovely. Who have we got next? We have a double birthday. Is it twins? Well, one of them is, but not together. (laughs) Not together. (laughs) Happy birthday, Isabel. Happy birthday, Isabel. We will do another Twilight episode for you soon, don't you worry. Yeah, Um, and? And then our final birthday is happy birthday, Katie. Happy birthday, Katie. Hope you have a lovely day. Those two girlies are 22 on Sunday. And it's Saturday today. But when this comes out, it'll be Tuesday, so they're already... (laughs) So it's past their birthday, but like, hope you had a good day. Hope you had a lovely time, and you know, we just... We can do what we can in these hard times with birthdays. Yeah. We celebrate over a podcast. That That's all. I think we will do a special episode when it's our birthdays. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. Maybe we'll just go do like a history of our lives. The pop culture moments of our lives. But That'd just, be amazing. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing, guys. Surprise <laughs> is over. Yeah. Holly, tell us about your week. What have you been watching? What have you been doing? Have you been thriving? Have you not? <laughs> Imagine I just sat there and went, oh, oh dear. Well, <laughs> we've recorded this this week, but only clips will be shown. Uh, but 
if this isn't shown, Holly is drinking a cup of tea in a fleece, looking absolutely cosy. But I mean, she looks wonderful. But the reason for it, I assume, is that she's hungover. I'm so hungover. I had three glasses of wine, and it's oh, the Aldi crazy. version of um, Barefoot, and it's amazing. <laughs> Which one? Which like White was it a rosé? Oh, yeah, rosé, just pure sugar. Mm, so yummy. I'm feeling a bit fragile. Um, yeah. And I'm very sorry fragile. with the clash of cultures that are going on with my leopard print neon fleece. I love it. It's very, for a colour scheme, <laughs> very blue. And then just the pop of leopard print. And then the flowers on the mug. It, I love yeah. it. I think it screams Vogue. Oh, well, thank you so much. Like that I could see this feel. as a Chanel advert. Like, she's there. A modern day Chanel because they can't they've got to change the way they do photo shoots now yeah oh yeah anybody wants um, any magazine wants me to do an edit i'll do it look at what i can offer you (laughs) you should do it you should just make your own magazine and this is you should be the front cover oh my god with your multitude of colors should we and then i just have the blandest background just like i practically merge into it it's like a my hair merges into it. My jumper merges into you it. You look like you could yeah. be a robot in a film. I am. You- <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's perfect. I am a robot, and this is a film. Um, so yes, how's the week going? The week. How, what have you watched? Oh, yeah, I haven't watched have anything done? proper. I've been watching a lot of TikTok. I feel like I've just reversed, and I feel like. It's really, my brain has just been on a TikTok sound loop this whole week. So the beginning of the week, yes. it was um, James Charles singing, Bring me a little world in And Why then... does he sing it so much? Why is it just that one song? <laughs> but apparently, it's a slave song. So James. <gasps> James, James, no. Oh, that boy cannot escape controversy. Oh. Have you seen the one where Tatty's filming him? Yeah, and, they, the and then he gets up and he's like slapping his legs. Like, oh, it's all very like, um, oh, what's it called? When they like cup song vibes, oh, you know, yeah. when you just use your body as like an instrument. I never oh. learned the cup song. I never learned it. I'm sorry. Did you not? No, I didn't learn it. I thought I thought I was better than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because I did a music GCSE and we couldn't be bothered and we had to perform something for our teacher and so oh, I love that. all of us just banded together and we were like yeah miss um, we're learning the cup song <laughs> and I think did it go down well I think it did because everyone was doing it but I was playing my ukulele so I know the ukulele oh is see that's nice <laughs> that's a bit different you weren't just slapping a cup I mean, I say I thought I was better at it. The truth is, I don't think I would have learned it. Like, I I know, I played drums, but I, something oh about the cup song. Yeah. There, was, there was all the turning over, and I just yeah, know I couldn't grasp it. I never it. did it right. I think I always even no. missed out a step. But I tried to learn it, but I still learned it wrong. It's hard. Uh, well, I feel like I often do that. I try and learn stuff, and I just learn it wrong. Mm. Like my shoelaces. I can do them, but I don't do them right. What I have a you whole don't different... do them right? From what I understand... There is a correct way to tie your shoelaces. Is there? Yeah, so the way I do it is just, I make two loops and I knot them together. Oh, really? Yeah, but I assume you do it the right way. Oh, I always double knot. I don't know. Oh, no, I double knot. So basically what I do is, I one tie, of the laces. You tie it like... I get 
a little, like you pull them around each other. And then you do one loop, one loop, and then... Okay, so now I'm just more confused. I think maybe we do it the same... Basically, there's several ways to do it. I remember being like people trying to teach me the correct way a lot. But there is an easy way to do it. And so I just do it the easy way. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. You're just adapting. Do you know what I think about, and I thought about this recently as well? You know how, like, when you're learning to ride a bike, you have stabilisers on the bike, and yes. then you have to learn to ride it without stabilisers? Why? I know. Like why can't we just why can't we just ride bikes with stabilizers? <laughs> I think that should be normalized because I remember. Yeah, why took, can't we? It took me ages. Like Same. it took me so long. My brother picked. He's younger than me. Picked it up straight away. I was. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. I think I was too scared. I was just like, I am gonna fall. And it I is a matter did. of bravery. I feel. Yeah. I, I see. Before I could do it, it took me so long to learn. Like you, eventually I got it, and then. I got too confident and oh. I would injure myself constantly and I was trying to perfect you know how you would you would either do no hands or you would stand <laughs> up like they were the tricks people did yeah. I tried to do both so I tried to stand up with no hands oh, it was something no. I tried to perfect a lot I never perfected it constantly fell over the top of my handlebars but oh. think how better it would have been if I had stabilizers yeah you wouldn't have to worry about tipping over all the time also I think if you'd like perfected it you could have joined the circus i feel like that's that level of acrobatic skill i do think somewhere inside of me there is an urge to be in the circus but like cirque du soleil sort of circus um and you know i'm always sort of person that sees sort of like a small surface and tries to walk along it as if it's a (laughs) tightrope because i i just want to know am i good at it i'm not i'm not good at it (laughs) <laughs> but what if suddenly I have an intrins- intrinsic skill? Uh, but I don't, so I don't think I'll be <laughs> joining the I don't know what what skills you have to have to join Cirque du Soleil, but I imagine very good skills that I don't have. No, I, just... I think you should believe in yourself. I think the thing is, when people are like, ath- like gymnastic athletes, it stunts your growth, doesn't it? And you have to start yeah. when you're really, really young. So when you're small, I could never do it because I'm too tall. No, like your central balance is just off. I was never great at gymnastics. I didn't really do it. I never took gymnastics classes because I was too busy dancing. Um, <laughs> but I used to watch an MV of those girls that would like handstand and then be able mm. to like stand back up and roll and about. I could never do it. I always injured myself. I injured myself a lot as a child. Could you never do a handstand? I'm sure I've seen you do oh, a handstand. Oh, yeah, handstand. Yeah, big time. I could do a handstand. <laughs> I could do a handstand on a cartwheel. I could do a handstand and I could flip over, but I couldn't stand up. So I would just flip over oh. and, like, pelt down to the ground on my back. <laughs> um, I Occasionally we'd do, like, gymnastics in PE and I could, I could flip, but I stopped because I did a flip once and I didn't land on the mat. I landed on the hard Ooh. ground and hit my head. Oh my so, god! And I wasn't injured. Also, I had a thing when I was younger where I would cry, but I would just start laughing because I think I was embarrassed. So oh, it was. I was just off. I hit my head massively and then I just started like sobbing and laughing at the same time. Oh. Like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, I was in no. immense pain. It's like maybe I'll die. Ha ha ha! Oh but yeah. I'm okay. I survived. Also, I think. Hmm. Um. This week I've watched some things. Yes. Uh, and I've been recommended some things that I haven't watched, but um, Emily, who is a often viewer of this podcast, viewer, watch listener, 
listener to this podcast, she has recommended the Paris Hilton documentary. Really? Because um, I keep seeing yes, it advertised. Apparently, apparently it is crazy. Lots Ooh. of Yeah, very interesting, kind of sad. She's recommended that, so hopefully I can watch that before next week's episode and give that a bit of a review. But this week, I did watch a documentary. I've been recommending this to everyone. Um, But it's so sad. Don't watch it if you have any history with eating disorders, because it's Freddie Flintoff's bulimia documentary. Oh, really? It is so good. Like, oh, I've recommended it to everyone. It's one of the saddest things I've watched. I don't want to say too much in case anyone... Yeah. Yeah. But um, if you're okay with, yeah, big content warning, big content warning before watching it. Like, if you have any history with that, do not watch it. Mm. But if you don't and you feel open to watching it, it is very interesting. And it's very good to hear about things like bulimia from a male perspective. Mm. Because I mean, it's interesting to hear about it from women, but even he addresses that um, there's one bit about it in it where he said he was finally going to tell people about it or he was going to tell this nutritionist who was like working with the cricketers and he was plucking up the courage to tell her and just before he did she said to in a meeting with them all um I usually work with female athletes and there's a lot of history of eating disorders there but we won't have this problem here will we oh, so he didn't tell God. her I know That's awful isn't it awful just like the stigma in like mental health community even from the professionals and stuff yeah and I think at this point with body image and stuff and things that really feast on obviously eating disorders come from other places as well but yeah I definitely think the pressure to look a certain way I think it affects men like young girls and boys I don't especially think um like you're saying about people who start doing gymnastics at a young age mm. people who do sports at a young age it's restrictive sort of given that, but given the mentality of you're going to be in the Olympics or you're going to be a professional, yeah. they go up at five every morning, they go and do this stuff, they work super hard, and if that's then taken away from them, mm-hmm. or they or they get an injury, something like that, they don't really know what to do. It's your whole um, life. It's your yeah. whole... And I imagine, because it was supposed to be the Olympics this year, wasn't it, before Corona? Yeah. And imagine if you were that athlete that's been training for four years. Yeah. And then they're just, I mean, obviously it's a pandemic, it's extraordinary circumstances, and they want to postpone yeah. it until next year, mm. but what do you do? Do you keep training? Do you, every, it's like ripped out from underneath your feet, it's awful. I know, it's awful. But on a happier note, I have watched something happy, which I'm, I've not finished it, but I think everyone should watch, well, I think you should watch it, Holly, because you'll like it. Um, maybe you've seen it, but it's called Why Women Kill, and it's by the creator of Desperate Housewives, and it's incredible. It's just like three different women in three different generations and they're like about their marriages um and the first one is like a 1950s housewife and it's her husband's cheating on her and he's awful to her and you just the whole time you're watching it and you're like yeah i I can see why this leads to murder but you don't know how (laughs) it happens you don't know who's gonna die you just know these women are gonna be involved in some murders and it's it's really funny, actually. It makes me laugh a lot. Lucy Liu's in it. Excellent. She's incredible. Ooh. Yeah, she's and she's she's in the eighties, so she's wearing a lot of um, flamboyant eighties clothes. Yeah, lots of shoulder pads, uh, and she's just iconic. She's the funniest person in it. Um, she's her husband turned out to be gay, but they're staying married for now, and they're happy <laughs> together. Like they keep make, they make a lot of jokes. Well. They seem to be kind of happy. As happy as they can be. 
Yeah. But it's all, they're like high society people, so they don't really ah. want people to figure it out. But really recommend that show. Much happier than the other thing I recommended. But if you want a bit of a laugh, I recommend. Oh, something not to watch, because oh. it will be two hours of your life wasted. Enol- oh, yes. Enola Holmes. Okay, so if you're a teenager, maybe it's different. Maybe you will enjoy this. Or like if you're younger. Mm. Um, they just okay, were. Actually, I don't know that we really have any people that listen to this podcast that are like twelve between 12 and 15, <laughs> but I do think it is more for that age range. Yes, and it's very... <sighs> bubble, and she like talks... It's Millie Bobby Brown. Um, and it's nice that she's in this kind of... An, a role that is her actual age and she's you know yeah. with all these incredible british actors like they're all bloody in it and there's loads of them yeah and unfortunately the plot does not make um sense they did all of the actors dirty with the plot yeah and um it was a really rubbish look at early kind of suffragist suffragette dilemmas in it was offensive the, the to... 1900s. Yeah, it's offensive. They shouldn't have included the suffragettes. It feels offensive to their memory. Um, I think maybe we look at it more of like, because, I don't know, we've done an English degree. We kind of get passionate about this sort of stuff, so maybe people don't care as much, but um, <laughs> the thing is like, we know Sherlock as, if, if you know any of the stories at all, they're famous for not including women. Like, yeah. there, it's all it's a man's world. There's like yeah. one or two women that pop up, um, and and if if you are a woman in it, you kind of get treated badly. Um, he doesn't tell like, there's one where he discovers the whole case. He knows what's happening, um, and he refuses to tell the woman that it's happening to because he believes that you know she'll be sad if she knows the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um and. There's one where he says about a woman, like, would reveal her hiding place because there's something to do with babies and stuff. I don't know. Oh, it's very God. sexist. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to do, like, oh, this female reimagining or his sister, uh, you kind of expect it to address the fact that they're massive misogynists. Yeah. And, mm, and then be like, this person is way ahead of their time, but they didn't do that. They made Mycroft be a massive misogynist. They but did. And that I was think- it. That's and even issue. that just seemed badly done. Yeah, I think that's the whole thing. It was like, right, we're going to tackle these issues in a lens for young girls. So they've got someone to yeah. look up to if they don't see themselves in Sherlock Holmes because they wouldn't see themselves in Sherlock Holmes yeah. because they weren't put in Sherlock Holmes. And we've exactly. said this with people trying to do like reimaginings. I think there's a, there's a need for something more for period dramas now. I feel like it has to yeah. have a new take on it because... These are like not ancient stories, but old old stories that we've got to find a way to relate to them in our modern. But the the stuff best example of that happening recently is the David Copperfield film. Oh, it was so which good. that's the best way to do it. If you've not yes. seen it, they did a, what do they call it? Open casting or no, not open casting. Um, blind casting. Blind casting. Yeah. Um, and they so they just cast whoever's best for the job. Yeah. And so you're watching it. You're seeing people that you would normally see. It's not just a fully white cast, which no. Anola Holmes basically is. It's just yes. white people. Um, with the occasional token Black minority county. thrown yeah. in. Like, oh, look, we did include some people. It's just not good enough. I think that's the issue. It's like, it's not good enough. And the so they made Mycroft the big main baddie, even though Sherlock has 
just as many misogynistic viewpoints well, because of his yeah his if anything from from the original text Sherlock is the big misogynist because you mm-hmm. don't really hear about Micro that often no. he's not introduced until later on so if you're going off the books and basing who's misogynistic of that the person who would be very misogynistic would be Sherlock not himbo Sherlock no. that we got from Henry Cavill but what annoys me is I so I watched a video that was comparing it to the original book and the original book sounds so sweet and yeah. is meant for children yeah. but they in the book Sherlock doesn't like Enola and it kind of treats her the same as Mycroft mm. and it's not until apparently books later that he learns to respect her yeah and and so then they also wouldn't be at risk of being sued because <laughs> the reason that Netflix is potentially being sued is because they portrayed him as nice and oh the nice God. Sherlock is what the Arthur Conan Doyle estate estate has copyright over they don't have copyright over him being mean because they didn't. They weren't able to copyright the early books, but they copyrighted the later books where he's yes. nicer. Yeah, so if you're being nice, yeah. he can, they can sue you. Don't make him nice. Make Be- him horrible. Yeah, they can't sue you at all. Yeah. And the other thing about the feminist plot is that, so their Sherlock, their parent, Helena Bonham Carter, I can't remember yeah. what her name is. She has another weird mm. name. Yeah. She disappears and she's, kind of planning on blowing up parliament is a suggestion. Yeah. If they don't put a reform bill through. And then that plot line, she's she's like, I'm gonna find my mum, I miss my mum. Like she's just left yeah. me. She gives up halfway through to go and save this guy who's the love interest. And then we're like, we've still got another hour and a half left of this. Like what what have we been watching for? I honestly twenty minutes in I thought that we were an hour in. It felt very slow. Very I don't slow. I don't it felt slow. I mean, I, w- I wasn't bored. I can't say I was bored at any point, but it, no. it did feel slow. Um, and also another thing in the books, apparently the whole thing is that she's not that close with her mum, which then makes sense oh, with... Okay. Apparently her mum is a lot older and had her mm. when she was very old or something. I don't know, probably not that old, but that was the whole thing. And then she said that she wasn't close with her mum because her mum had her so late in life, I guess, compared to the other children. Mm. And so her mum was ready to like go off and live on her own and she still had a child. So they were never close. Right. And that makes sense why then her yeah. mum would, one, feel like she could leave her, two, Enola would be okay at the end with her mum just not being there. Yeah, because she was easy. But it, in the film, they're like besties. They spend every day together. Mm. They do everything together. Enola's just... got literally no one else. <laughs> yeah. And so she's abandoned. And then we were kind of talking about it afterwards, and we were saying, like, wouldn't it have been better if they, like, followed through on the suffragette plot? So she finds her mum because she's such a great detective because she's the sister of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And then they have, she has to confront the fact that her mum wants to be violent and wants it's to... It's brushed blow- over very fast. Yeah. It's like they find the bombs, and they're like, oh! And bombs. then about ten minutes later, it's like, oh, yep, forget Bomb that ever boy. happened. We're not going to address it ever again. No. It's never going to be mentioned. It was, oh, sorry, we could talk about this yeah, all day. I just, I just feel and like... we could rewrite it, and it would be better. <laughs> be so and better. we have no experience with writing film scripts. No. And but... I can guarantee it would make at least more sense. Yeah, 12-year-olds deserve better, I think. I think instead of these like watered-down attempts to instill feminist icons for young women, yeah, either write 
independent stories where young women are the centre. Or do better. Don't have yeah. a male director and a male screenplay doing um, a watered-down vision of a feminist a slant on Sherlock Holmes. Who'd, who'd have um, thought we'd even be in that point? <laughs> I, I could literally go on and talk about that for the whole podcast, but it's probably <laughs> best I don't. Um, <laughs> but we'll get on to what we're actually talking about, which yeah. is controversial figures and who the- are maybe once respected. And women. Controversial women. Yeah, we we did women. Because the reason I think we did women is because if we did men, it would be too depressing. Also, how bad would it be if I came up and I was like, I once respected Harvey Weinstein a lot. I just don't think that would be... No. I don't think it's um, helpful to women it. Because I don't want to give... I get the people we're going to talk about today have their own controversies and we are contributing to interest in them. Like, I accept that. However... Rapists, sexual harassers, men abusing pedophiles as well. Pedophiles. What? I'm not. I don't want to engage with no. them. I don't want to talk about them. They've caused enough damage in the world, and I think the women we've chosen are awful and have acted badly, but they haven't. Yeah, they, done the they haven't. That the men you know, have. Yeah. yeah. Because there was a bit of time where I was really thinking about it, and I I wanted to do Kevin Spacey for a bit. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do Kevin Spacey because no. I don't want to sit here and list all the terrible things he's done. And that's awful. I don't want you to then like anyone who listens to research it. I don't want to just don't. Mm. But what? But I I do find it hard because I did used to really. In, well, it's obviously not as hard for me as it is for anyone that was affected by him. But yeah. I used to really love his films. Like some of his films were my favorite films. I thought he was an incredible actor. Mm. And then there is a bit of, I don't know. You do feel slightly betrayed because it's yes. like I was watching this person, and I had such respect for them, and I can't believe that I ever did because a they, huge amount like, of enjoyment as well. Yeah. It's so like, oh, you really connect with characters, or you really want. I think the problem is when, because it's the whole art from the artist thing. Yeah. Which is a massive issue because as we look back, we realise that everyone was a bit shit oh. or a massive shit. <laughs> Definitely, especially when there's different like contexts surrounding different yeah. times, you know. So you always find out that like a bunch of men that you may have respected from the past were Hated like women marrying underage women and stuff like mm. that. But it, I guess it was it was different for them. But I still don't want to support it. Well, you know? I had to. My mum was really upset with me last night because. She was what we were watching an Elvis, um, his 1968 concert she'd recorded or something. Yeah. And I went, oh, but he was abusive to Priscilla. She went, where have you got that from? I don't know about that. So yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like I feel like a killjoy in my family being like, what well, you I like do sometimes. I get that. Yeah, <laughs> I get that too because I would have done the same. Yeah, and so I was. Fi- I found an article. She's like, "You're loving this." I'm like, "I'm not. I'm just letting you know this is what he did." But also, and Priscilla was a 14 year old when they met. He really just went after 14 year olds. He was 24. She was 14, and all kinds of inappropriate statutory rape stuff was going on because she was 14 and mum's like but it was different then i'm like i know that but it doesn't make it okay so what like where i know that it was different but i just like i can't rationalize it in my head that you would look at a 14 year old and think they look old like Ooh. no i would look at a 14 year old and i think that is a child yeah and so i i would have no form of attraction to them because they are a child 
and I would find it disgusting. Oh. So don't don't date fourteen year olds unless you are fourteen, potentially fifteen. Yeah, but if not, just leave them alone. Or I guess maybe if you're thirteen and. Leave the children alone. Yeah, let them have a childhood for once. Anyway, getting anyway. on. Stop giving the men attention. Yeah, and let's sorry. talk about controversial women. Yes. Um. So, is it my turn to go first? It is your turn to go first. Thank you. I didn't want to like suddenly jump in. Well, I'm talking now. Actually, my turn to talk. <laughs> um. So I'm talking about Trisha Paytas. Oh, I'll I pause am, for an applause. I'm um, so excited because we kind of talked about her in Gabby, yeah. the YouTube episode. Um. But she just is the gift that keeps on giving. In well, there's so much, and like we we've, we've only really scratched the surface of like yeah. she has drama with Gabby, but yes. like I'm ready. There's more. So the way I did this is because I don't want to give her attention because the reason she does controversial things is for attention and money. Yes. So I didn't want to watch any of her videos, um, which makes it hard to plan. What are you gonna say? <laughs> yeah. But I did it successfully. So some of this is purely from my memory. Oh wow! Um, some of it is just from like uh, videos about her. Um, but yeah, some of it's from like online articles. But so what I'm gonna do is give you a brief timeline of her controversies. Oh, but the ones I remember most, like okay. the ones that really stuck out for me. Yeah, so there's, there's definitely too many more. of them. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely more, but these are the ones that I've always remembered. And yes. it's from me first finding her to now. Yeah. And I'm going to rate each one. Oh, excellent. Ten, ten's most controversial, zero's yeah. least controversial. And from, I'm going to tell you right now, there's no zeros. Um, <laughs> and there's many tens. So let's get started. 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 So I first heard of our lady Trisha um, because she used to have a lot of drama with Freely the Banana Girl. Don't know if you know Freely, but Freely's come back. Um, Freely is, Freely if you don't know, girl. yeah, she's an um, like a extremist vegan. Who, oh, was this yeah. when she was telling people to eat like 50, like 50 bananas, bananas a day? A day. And wow. yes, very unhealthy eating habits. And guess what? She's come back no. to do it on TikTok. Oh, Woo! No. Um, so don't give Freely any attention either because she's <laughs> spreading really unhealthy things. You shouldn't eat fruit all day long. It's no. bad for your teeth and your body. Imagine eating that. Like you can overdose on potassium. She did I like what I eat in the day recently that came up because someone was reacting to it on my TikTok. Mm. And... It was just like all through. It was all from the garden. It's very, but I don't know. She. It was a lot. <sighs> it was a lot. She like sat outside in the rain eating on watermelon kind of vibes. Weird. Um, so I first heard of her through for, through her drama with Freely. Okay. And her song Fat Chicks because I think maybe Freely had an issue with it. If not, it was just one of the first things I found out about. Okay. Her. I'd like to say this is happening around 2013. Right. Um, that's the estimate I'm going to give. Could be 2014. Maybe 2013 onwards. So Freely has issues with Trisha because, well, you can tell they're kind of extreme opposites because <laughs> Freely's having all the fruit and she's hating on Trisha for eating, like, all this meat and, um, like, fast food. But Trisha's just living a life and she's trying to get on with it. Does Trisha do mukbangs at this point? 
Not really. Okay. I would say she does eating videos, but I don't think the mukbang had really evolved into such okay. a thing at yeah. this point. So I'm going to rate this a 3 out of 10 for controversies, because I don't really think Trish is the bad guy here, but I'm not going to give her zero, because I still think she probably did bad stuff. Yes. So... I think it was all for attention, really. Freely's doing videos about Trisha. Trisha and Shane, bringing in another controversial character, um, um, were making, like, responses. Where Not really responses from what I remember, but they'd do a video where they'd be like, oh, yeah, and did you see Freely said this? Or they'd make oh, jokes okay. about her indirectly, and then Freely would do another video. And then the three of them did a video together. What? Yeah, it was essentially a skit, but when you first opened it, you didn't know it was a skit. It was something like, we tried vegan burgers, and the three of them sat down, and they ate a burger. (laughs) And Freely was like, yeah, this is so good. And Trisha and Shane start laughing, and then they turn to her and they're like, oh, it's actual meat. And then she gets out a knife and stabs Shane, and then chases Trisha around the house. So they did that, which then makes me think it was all for attention. Like, they knew Mm. that if Freely was making videos about Trisha, then Trisha would make him back. People would watch that. That's kind of how drama really works on YouTube, that you get more attention with the more drama you have. Yeah. Um, But then, like I say, around this time, I also was aware of her song, Fat Chicks. I I don't think it was her first song, but maybe the one that got the most attention. Um, But kind of an empowering song. Oh. It was kind of nice. She has a whole, like, bridge bit that she speaks in the middle which i'm gonna read it it's not it's not gonna sound so good when i read it but it just says fat is a word used to negatively bring down a girl with a little extra junk in the trunk but being called fat is just a label a label put on us put onto us by others who can't handle this wow 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 so i'll take that label and wear it because it does not define me you want to call me fat well you'd be right i am fat Fabulous and tasty. Um, so, yes, not perfect lyric-wise, but... No, it's empowering. It, it was kind of a nice thing to hear, I guess, yeah. like, that being labelled fat is, one, because people are jealous and mean, mm. but also not necessarily a bad thing. Like, no. she's embracing that, and she's like, yeah, I'm confident, I love my body, and you can call me fat all you want, but I'm confident. Yeah, I like. It's quite nice to hear that she has moments in her life where, yeah. it's like, you know, and the whole thing is that she wants to be a singer, and she's done lots of strange TV appearances um, and yes. music video appearances. Um, yeah, that would surprise anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so true. She was. What did it, I don't know if you know this show, Nathan? For you. No, but it's a it's, so it's a show about a guy called Nathan mm-hmm. who it's a comedy show, but he says he's gone to business school, which I think is true, and he's going to give people all this help with their business. Oh right, okay. And there's one episode where he's helping a man out with his business, and as a treat for the man, at one point he brings in a woman <gasps> as a treat, and the woman is Trisha Paytas. Oh no! And she's like, "Hi." <laughs> Also, her voice is completely different in her early career to now. It's way higher pitched. Mm. She's suddenly got a, a much lower voice. But anyway, anyway, yes. Yeah, the sorry. reason I didn't give this like a zero or a ten is because she was still doing controversial stuff here. But I would say that it was more obviously um, just trolling. 
Because, for example, there was a video where she said she would be voting for Mitt Romney that came out in 2012. Oh, yikes. Um, which, she's allowed to vote for what she wants, I guess. Um, mm. But her reasoning for this was because... Well, it's because of a bunch of stupid stuff, but one of the reasons was because her cat is called Mitt. Ooh. Now, in retrospect, I watched the clip of it, and it's clearly a joke, I think. Yeah. From what we know now of her, is clearly her just trying to get attention. Yeah. But it was not clear at the time. Um, but it just, it had that result that she got attention, and I think she mm. did sort of little things like this all the time. But com- compared to controversy now... Small not that fi. bad. So yeah. I've given it a three out of ten for that whole region of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, the early days of me just discovering her. <laughs> and then, in about 2015-2016, one of my favourite eras of her comes in, which is when she's in a relationship with Sean Vanderwilt. Okay. Um, I've given it a three out of ten for controversy, because it wasn't that controversial, but what came from it caused... Some controversy. Um, so their relationship doesn't really bother me. Um, it's kind of fine. They He was a dancer in one of her videos and then they got together. Um, and people never really trusted him. They always said that he was out for her money and stuff and they right. didn't really love her. But I think she genuinely did like him. Uh, but their breakup, incredible. So <laughs> they break up. Because he cheats on her or something. And there's video evidence of him cheating on her. Oh, not the one. Exactly. Um, But this, I enjoyed this time so much that I was even able to find screenshots on my phone of Instagram she'd put up then. One being a picture of her and Sean. And she's put like a confused emoji over his face. (laughs) And then she's put lyrics to Grenade by... Bruno Mars. Oh my um, god. It says, easy come, easy go, that's just how you live. Oh, you take, take, take it all, but you never give. But you never give. Never give. Kind of iconic. Um, <laughs> and she did a lot of stuff like that when they broke up. So that, number one, incredible to just be posting loads and with lyrics from Grenade. Also, <laughs> the lyrics from Grenade just make me laugh in general. I was oh, thinking about so them funny. this morning. About the, I'm going to get it wrong, but when they're kissing and her eyes are open and then he's you like, had why were they open? Wide open? Why was they open? Uh. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, all I could think of was Bruno Mars just kissing his gal. Yeah, exactly. Bruno Mars <laughs> kissing his gal. She's, he's like, just... he open- she's like staring at him. And then he opens his eyes. He's like, oh. <laughs> she's like, backs off. Why are they open? She's like, got an eye condition. Yeah. <laughs> she's got no eyelids <laughs> but she's like Bruno I didn't want to kiss you I'm trying to push you away and Bruno's just being rude and, and also he's gonna catch a grenade for her but that would do, do absolutely nothing and like yeah she'd probably get blown up by it as well yeah at what she, point is he catching the grenade? Is it as soon as in front of yeah. the person that's just thrown it or is it like in standing in front of her the whole point of grenade is an explosion yeah also my favourite grenade lyric is um your smile in my face and rip the brakes out my car. <laughs> what I want to hear is grenade, but from the woman's point of view. Oh and God, just her yeah. being like, I never asked you to catch the grenade for me. I didn't want that. You would oh. die and I would stop. I didn't ask you to stand in front of a train. I was never there. I, I, I just didn't want to be with you. You just That's blew okay. it up more than it was supposed to be. We were just chilling. Like, 
Back off, Bruno. <laughs> Back off. But yeah, so she uses Bruno's lyrics. Um, okay. Also, so the reason that this is one of my favourite times is because I think this is where the kitchen floor video originates from. I think oh. this is the beginning. Ooh, okay. And I could be wrong. I don't have any sources to prove this, but from my memory, I think the first kitchen floor video, like the first official sobbing on the kitchen floor mm-hmm. music video, is the one that is now deleted called... Sean Vanderwill is gay um, because I didn't mention it, but he cheated on her with a man. Um, but she really shouldn't be out in him. Absolutely not. No. no, don't do that. That's not nice. She could have just said Sean Va- Vanderwill is a cheat. That, yes. that's all we needed. I actually do. I she's deleted this other channel, but you can find it. Um, I felt kind of bad for her in this watching it back because we've seen her trolling a lot, so we know what her fake crying kind of looks like. She's mm. sobbing on the floor. It seems very genuine, and she's oh. like saying, "I really loved him," and oh, oh dear. I was like, "Oh, this I kind of believe." Um, Why would she to... film? I know it's. I know she's so clickbaity no and trolly, but to imagine if you were in that like despairing place, and you're like, "Do you know what? Get my camera. Where's the camera?" Well. <laughs> Here's the thing, like, it's too hard with her to know if it's all trolling or not. But with this, I generally think... I don't know life, so I don't know if this is true. But I don't know that she really has many people to talk to. Mm. Like, I don't know that she has someone that she could go to and be like, I'm really upset about this. So she has to tell the world. Which she maybe shouldn't do. But the video was deleted. Um, But then, a couple of days after... I don't know how many days after, but it came out on the 14th of December of 2016. She, the video, I'm a Chicken Nugget. I think this oh, was about two days okay. after the breakup. Um, this video is just her repeating that she's a Chicken Nugget. And it's kind of like a poetry <laughs> video. But mainly just her saying, I'm a Chicken Nugget. <laughs> because apparently... Chicken nuggets are good, but also terrible because they're unhealthy. Yeah. I'm not sure on the metaphor, because I feel like a lot of people <laughs> do love chicken nuggets. Yes. Um, and also, you can probably get healthier versions. You can get a corn version that's mm. really good. Yeah. So, I'm not keen on the metaphor, but it was iconic uh, for the time, because who was really referred to themselves as a chicken nugget before? No one. That guy, that kid on Vine. Oh, Yeah. It's hard to say who came first, so we don't know who plagiarised that, but I imagine it was Trisha. Probably Trish, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, this is why it gets... What rating did I give this for controversy? A 3 out of 10? I'm going to up it to a 4 out of 10, because she then, the, the, on the same day as the Chicken Nugget video, posts... This is the full name of the title. I'm gay, brackets, not clickbait, close bracket, and also, not a big deal. Oh, um, right, so it's okay, like, I, I'm not here to say she's not gay, I mean, I don't think she is, because she's with men all the time, I'd say mm-hmm. she's probably bisexual, but it's not my place No. put labels on To Trisha. assume. I mean, she tries to put labels on herself so often, I don't think I should help her with it. Um, <laughs> I didn't stop watching her at this point, um, because I think at the time I thought, oh, maybe she is gay, because everything mm. seemed so wild. Yeah. That maybe she was just someone who was confused, like, maybe she broke up with Sean and then she was like, oh, you know what, like, I don't want to be with men, I've just, yeah. re- I don't know. That yeah. I wasn't, at that time I wasn't going to be like, no, she's not, but yeah. in retrospect she absolutely is not, and I should have stopped watching <laughs> at this point. Um, anyway, I, moving on to the next offensive thing, which is her relationship with Jason, which I'm not really going to talk about. 
oh, a lot because it gave it's... me no fun. I didn't enjoy no. this one. The Sean one had some good results, some entertaining results. Jason, nothing. He's um, so creepy. And I, I give I it think... a five out of ten. Yeah, for offensiveness. I, just, I feel like. When you watch the old, well, like I used to watch the old like vlog compilations of yeah Trisha and the vlog squad and stuff. You just yeah, think, no one looks like they're having fun. Jason's this no. creepy old man that's just hanging around all these like four, not four, they weren't fourteen, like twenty year olds. They're too young to be hanging out with him though. Yeah, is what I've, I mean, what I, I haven't written many notes on this because I don't find it interesting at all. But what I have written is. It's just like watching someone's dad hang out with children and date Trisha Paytas. Yeah. Because it did feel like that. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know this for certain, but surely his own children were closer to the age of the vlog squad, squad than he was at points. Like, at least yeah. some members. You would feel so uncomfortable being his child and being like, God, look what my dad's done just so David Dobrik, Dobrik gives him like $15,000 or something. He's exactly. been allowed to be shot and naked and everything, and then you're just like, just for. I mean, I David's really think he's money. the dodgy one in the relationship with Trisha, mm. which is saying something. I don't know for certain because I don't know their relationship, <laughs> yeah. but like he knew that she wasn't maybe the most stable person to be in a relationship mm. with, and he got her involved in his children's lives. He was online with her, so that's impacting his children. Yeah, and his relationship with his ex-wife and all of that, like. I don't know, it didn't seem like he was ever prioritising his children. It's no. very, like They weren't together for that long and she'd been introduced to his children, which is a really harmful thing to do with someone that you know you're not going to be with yeah. forever. Yeah. Because you're just bringing people in and out of your life and she was bringing, mentioning them in her videos and mm. and then that impacts their school life and stuff like that. I just think he wasn't great. <laughs> just badly done. Badly done, uh, but it didn't. I think they were both kind of toxic. You can yeah. watch, vi- don't watch Trisha's videos on him, but you can watch the compilations of them being in a toxic relationship on YouTube. There's so many, yeah, and most of them are just yeah. her being like, I want to get married, and him being like, I don't want to get married. <laughs> so, you may, if you get to that point, maybe break up, but yeah. they didn't. Uh, but what it did provide afterwards is she made a ton of videos on the vlog squad and then oh, being terrible so, people. So many Which, of them. some were valid. Yes. The guy that was dating an underage girl, that was valid to bring up, but she Absolutely. always kept trying to cancel David Dobrik and I never really got why. No. I'm not really a David Dobrik fan, I've not no. ever watched his content, but I didn't get what why she tried to uh, yeah. cancel him. Probably it, just, it just seems like a child. Yeah, like a scorched earth policy where she was just like, you know what, I'm done with them, they've made a fo- like fool out of me, I'm just going to yeah. double down. I mean, I think the vlog squad were probably a bit dodgy there because, mm. again, I'd just like to clarify, I didn't watch back a lot of stuff, so some of this is from my memory, but from what I remember, they broke up because the vlogs, or at least David Dobrik and Jason Nash were discussing having a threesome with Oh. Like that, Jason would have a threesome with Tana Mojo. Oh, was it Tana? Who was yeah, who was pretty young at the time, yeah. or like she was at least was twenty. I don't know, too young for Jason. Very and Trisha behavior. Yeah, yeah. And Trisha was upset by this and said she was upset by mm. this, but they continued the joke. So yeah. they they definitely weren't innocent in this. Anyway, moving on to something fun. Um, what. Trisha after this breakup was probably the best Trisha, because um, I think there was a small time where she wasn't being problematic, 
And it's when she was doing the song covers. This is my favourite Trisha moment. (laughs) I give it a 1 out of 10 for controversy because I don't want to give it 0 because I probably was some bad stuff going on as well. (laughs) But my favourite cover is the one of Shallow. Oh, it's um, amazing. From what we were talking about last week from uh, A Star Is Born. She's so passionate in it. (laughs) And so bad. She's both flat and pitchy. And she's yep. dressed as Pamela Anderson. Yes. Um, with like bright blue eyeshadow, but then also wearing a pink cowboy hat. Doesn't she put it on for Bradley Cooper's parts of the song? Isn't that the thing of it? Does she? What, does she put the cowboy hat on for his parts? I think so, because she sings both parts, doesn't she? And it's like. She sings his in almost like a share voice. Like she's doing a share impression <laughs> badly. That's how I would say yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly it. So then. Oh, okay, so then we're really not going to talk about this one much because we've kind of covered it, but the drama with Gabby Hanna. Um, oh, I give it an 8 out of 10. Never ending. Uh, I give end. it an 8 out of 10 because Trisha is 32 and Gabby is 29 and they're too old and I think they should grow up. Still. I, I, yeah. Even, even after we did all our stuff. Oh, yeah, the stuff... I put, this is what I've written. They had drama again recently. I don't really know why. Lots of question marks. Gabby wrote a song about Trisha and it started putting this drama. I don't really know what happened, but I know that it was to do with a song. Yeah. And then Gabby went on like a drama alert channel. Yeah. Gabby said, oh, I'm, this song is dedicated to Trisha Paytas being like, I'm really sorry. But then it turned out to be a diss track and she went on Keemstar and it just, Trisha just went off on one. I think I often find, I mean, this is pretty bad about for Gabby, but in their drama, I always think Gabby's in the wrong, which is saying <sighs> something. something. Anyway, so I gave them an 8 out of 10 because I'm just sick of it and I think yeah. it's boring and they're clearly just doing it for attention. And you it's know what? Don't give them the how. attention. Just yeah. watch the drama channels. Do not watch their channels no, because they don't, don't deserve them. the money or the attention. No. So watch drama channels. Um, that's okay. And then we get onto the really controversial stuff, which I'm gonna not say too much about. Cause, well, I'm gonna say a lot about, but not anything specific because I think it's really hurtful. Yeah. So we've got the infamous trans comment. Um, so I'm giving this a 10 out of 10 for controversy, maybe 11 out of 10. <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, so this is when I stop giving her any support because it's just very damaging. So because of her reasonings for being trans, if she. I don't know if you watched it and you had any belief that what she was saying made sense. Okay, but what she says is that she believes she is a trans man, but a drag queen. Because she likes to get glammed up occasionally. So, you know, when she has her hair done, which is most Mm. days. Uh, But (laughs) otherwise, and this is the reason she thinks she's trans. Otherwise, she doesn't wear makeup. She looks a mess and she doesn't cover up zits. I don't know if you can see, I haven't covered up one zit, and yet, I am not a trans person, that is not (laughs) how it works. That's not how any of it works, and it's offensive to suggestors. It's so offensive, it's beyond, it's beyond offensive, I I think it's just, it's so insensitive. To minimalise it to, men don't wear makeup so I want to be a man. Men can wear makeup! Yeah. Like... The gender stereotypes have nothing to do with being trans. No, absolutely That's not. That's not it. And then she comes up with the... I want to say, say iconic statement, but I don't mean iconic in a good way. Infamous? Mm. Infamous, The infamous yeah. statement. Do I, do I identify as transgender? Yes, a thousand percent. Do I identify with my natural born gender? One thousand percent. 
So therefore, they don't. No, yeah, you are not sense. transgender. The two statements completely contradict each other. Yes. Um. Also, it kind of bothers me when people are like a thousand percent. Just say a hundred. Like we don't. A hundred is the maximum. You can't get. Yeah, you any can't do more than... than that. Stop trying to. <laughs> no, it doesn't make us believe you more. No. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. So a lot of her reasoning for wanting to be trans is just because she seems to be jealous of male privilege. And guess what? We're all jealous of male privilege. Also, that's a really harmful message because a lot, a lot of turf people mm. believe that trans men are only doing it because they want to have male privilege which yeah. of course is not the case yeah um and she repeatedly uses the word choice that mm. she's choosing a gender um it's not a choice it's not it's just not no that's really harmful and it feeds into really harmful views around being transgender yeah. so what i recommend is not at all watching any video that she's done surrounding that not supporting any videos she's made and instead watching videos like jamie dodger's video which is a trans guy reacting to trisha paytas and that yeah. video you can see basically the whole of her video in this one and the reaction is really good really informative really recommend all of jamie's channel to be honest it's very informative and very good and very happy um and then <laughs> the controversy <laughs> continues with um her claiming that she has did um dissociative uh. identity disorder for those who don't know I'm giving this 10 out of 10 again. Not an 11 out of 10, because 10 is the max. <laughs> so again, I just want to recommend that... Well, it all started with Anthony Padilla's video, which is, I spent a day with multiple multiple personalities. Um, I really recommend watching that video if you want to learn more about DID, or any of his videos, because he does a lot of where he talks to people with from different walks of life yeah, to get they're an very, understanding. They're like informative documentaries, aren't they? They're, yeah. But they're well researched and stuff. He does things like, I think he's met with like sugar babies and things like okay. that. And yeah. he's talked to loads of different people. So it's very informative. He's got, you know, if you just want to find out more about anyone, watch <laughs> his videos guy, yeah. or watch, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Dis- Dissociated, which is yeah. the person who Trisha reacted to. Watch any of their videos or just the video which is reacting reacting to trisha paytas's meet my altar video um which it's again heartbreaking that, it I've is watched. but also if you want to watch trisha's video without giving her any money yeah just watch, watch this video where yeah. you can basically see it all and see someone react to it and tell you why it's so wrong yeah that person is very informative around the idea as well if you want to learn more about it there was a lot i didn't know about it and then now i know more uh, and I but know like, why it's so offensive. Yeah, but like with Trisha's thing, because I remember, I think that's when I started watching Trisha's controversies. Not watching them, yeah. but I was more aware that suddenly yeah. it was just on this bandwagon of rolling controversies. Mm-hmm. And I think the kind of trauma of Trisha's handling or trolling yeah. the DID community caused um dissociative did to um create a new altar like yeah. the trauma was that's so how bad. harmful it is yeah that's how harmful her actions are and she's never and that's apologized. why just don't don't watch her video no don't, don't watch any it. of her videos don't because no. the reason she's doing it is for attention yeah and if you don't give her the attention yes i'm talking about it today but i'm actively telling you 
don't watch her videos. <laughs> it's no. okay to talk about it and it's okay yes. to explain why these sort of people should not be given attention. Absolutely. But do not support their videos. Do not hear what I'm saying and then think, oh, I'll watch that because that's yeah. when problems happen. Yes. Um, and, I mean, the most... I think basically what she did is she watched Anthony's video and she thought, oh, that kind of sounds like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems like a new way to get attention. So she makes the video and in it she calls Dissociated um, crazy. Mm. which is the most harmful thing to do yeah. especially when a lot of DID is kind of pre- like is presented in media and television as crazy um, in, in commas um, like movies like Split where it's like oh person has many personalities crazy monster man yeah. and at the end he is a monster instead of just a human it wasn't who me, was it was completely Patricia. not crazy yeah, yeah. anyway so Moving on to a kind of happier ending. I, it's still controversial, but at least it's... I don't know, no one's been harmed as much, and mm. we still don't support her. But it's her TikTok. <laughs> don't follow her... T- oh, oh, bless sorry. you! <laughs> don't follow her TikTok. No. Just, I don't know. People react to them all the time. Just they watch do. the reaction. They do. Um, TikTok, she gets a 9 out of 10. Uh, the reason <laughs> it's not a 10 out of 10 is there is some stuff where she seems to have changed. But nine times out of ten, she has not changed. Mm-hmm. So we can't not mention the King Tut video. Buried with a donkey. That sound stuck in my head. Yes, constantly. that's the other one. That was I did. I knew you were going to talk Buried about Trish. So the first half of my week was the James Charles slave singing song, and then the second yep. half of my week was Buried with a donkey. <laughs> it's just like oh, I don't God. know the words, but the ch- which is sometimes worse when you don't know the words, but the constant. Tune is just going in your head. I only know buried with a donkey, and he's my my favorite favorite honky. So if you don't know that video, it's her dancing to the sounds we just made um, in a very jaunty way, dressed as Cleopatra, I assume, or some sort. Yeah, she's kind of giving me um, Moira Rose from Shit's Creek vibes. Well, I wouldn't say that because she's also been trying to be Moira. You know how oh, she gets no. really into television shows and movies and then she tries to be characters? Uh, yeah. um, so I think she has been trying to be Moira so that I wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't tell her that. I take, because, that, I take it back. Take yeah, it back. take it back. She's wearing a wig that's... I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I feel like it's kind of... You know when metal's done really, really thin? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's like a, a gold bob. Mm-hmm. And... I think it's like very thin strands of metal that kind of wave. Yeah. I mean, you can't wave, see what I'm like, doing, but... <laughs> they wave. And also, she's got the like Euphoria um, filter on, on TikTok. Oh. And the the caption is something like, probs offensive, we'll delete later. Yeah. Which really was kind of iconic, but we don't support it, that she's aware that she's offensive. I mean, I don't think this... I think the conclusion was that the video wasn't that offensive. It wasn't 0% offensive, but it wasn't the most offensive. <laughs> In comparison. But the fact that she puts things up thinking they will be offensive. Yeah. Just don't do it. If you think something offensive, don't put it up. Um, the last things I'll say are from TikTok. Um, she has some woke moments where she, I saw a TikTok of her recently that came up where she admits that in the past she's been misinformed about Trump because she they'd say in the past that she would vote for Trump she says she takes that back she has been misinformed about him she does not support him 
Um, and she has done some good things on there. But also, some of the most interesting content is her and her new boyfriend. Oh, I've seen Who this. I would support being, like, because they're happy. But the newest culture she's appropriating and identity is she's now Jewish, but, but not Jewish. And one of her videos the other day was just fully anti-Semitic. I really? don't really want to explain it, but I watched it and I was like, this is, this is just surely anti-Semitic. Oh I know it God. is. Because it was about having a Jewish boyfriend and the song was about someone giving you money. Which oh is my just God. anti-Semitic. So don't support the TikTok either. Um, but most of the TikToks now just seem to be what I eat in a day. <sighs> a lot of range for one woman. But yeah, what I will say is, once again, this is a woman that's thriving off yes. attention and drama yeah. and getting more money from that. Because yeah. if you're creating drama, people are going to watch your videos, are going to watch you respond to it. Hmm. So the best thing to do is... Don't watch any of her content. Not directly. At let least. let some drama people go and watch it, <laughs> and then react to it. Because there's like I don't know twenty. If there's twenty drama channels that watch it and then get the content, like you watch it, that's okay. Yeah. That's still less views than if we were all just watching our videos. Don't watch it. No. Just stop. stop. It's the only way that I don't think she will stop. But I, it's the only way that she will stop because it's a whole thing of like. Own, when OnlyFans was kind of blew up because of the pandemic, yeah. she was on it. And I think recently wasn't her whole hoo-ha out and the video hadn't been taken mm-hmm. down for ages. And loads of people had been screen like recording it and then Posty and TikTok took their screen recordings down, but they hadn't taken her like actual <laughs> <laughs> video down. So it's like, who's deciding this? I don't understand. I don't, you know, there's so much I don't understand about her. Like, I don't understand how she has so much money because where's it coming from? Like, yes, she does quite well on YouTube, but well, this is why I don't give her attention because the woman's got like several Chanel bags. Mm. Surely you don't need more than one. <laughs> how many bags are you using? She's holding I don't her well. <laughs> She's got like a room full of clothes that she doesn't even wear. It's disgusting. Mm. I'm sorry. That's oh, I don't like it. And I think. This is the last thing I'll say, and then we can go over to Holly in the studio. But um, <laughs> the reason that she does so well, and the reason that Jeffree Star still has a career, is they're not addressing their controversies. No. If you address your controversy, there is a video evidence of that. People can always find that, and they know you've done something wrong. They are mm. not addressing that they've done anything wrong. So new viewers come, and they can't see that they've done anything wrong. Yeah. Because it's yeah. not there. There's no evidence, like, a video of them apologising. And they just move on instantly. Yeah, so then they're like, oh, well, I'll just watch their videos. Whereas people like Shane, and I'm not saying that he should be making videos again, but, like, he's equally as bad as Trisha. Mm-hmm. And he's not made videos in months. and no. got. But if he hadn't apologised, could he have just continued? Would he have just continued? It's interesting, because him and Jeffree Star were so embroiled together. And yet... Jeffree Star is absolutely continuing as he always had done. Fake and, um, friend. Most recently, he called his boyfriend out for robbing him on Instagram. I mean, it's kind of bad that we all support the boyfriend, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised. Oh, this is going to sound awful, but I'm surprised he even noticed he's being robbed. That yeah. house is massive. You could take like some glasses, and he would never know. I you could that's take what probably you would like take. a thousand. <laughs> I'm imagining he has like china glasses. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know what to steal in rich people houses. <laughs> I like okay. I uh, so if I steal laptops or notes or cameras. Yes. Oh, what? You steal the makeup like that person did. <laughs> Just like one a lipstick at a time or so, something. So we know Jeffrey notices makeup. We know he notices like if you're stealing cameras and yeah, stuff. I assume because like he needs he them. He wouldn't notice like a. He probably has like a gold soap dispenser or something. Oh, like, he's got like a ton be... of like game things in. Yeah, the, but you can't in steal the garage. That. I can try. <laughs> I'd st- honestly, hasn't got like fifty cars. I could steal one of the cars, and he'd be like, Ugh. "No, you need oh, to I think smaller." Oh, I feel like something is different. <laughs> you need to think smaller. Okay, um, more movable. Do you know whose life I want? I want to be that woman that's his assist- his assistant and just gets to live in his house and, and has her own house. wing of the house. That's <laughs> yeah. what I want. And I Jeffrey, w- I'm unemployed right now. If you want to um, employ me, actually, no, I don't want to be employed by you. But if you, if you don't want to be employed by Voldemort. <laughs> If any, like, non-controversial YouTuber wants to hire What's me to live in a wing of their mansion, I'm down. I don't have any experience, but don't I will give it, like, sure. I'll give it, like, 50% of my, like, enthusiasm. <laughs> I won't be fully enthusiastic. <laughs> anyway, Holly! Yeah? You know what time it is. Time to shut me up. It's my time. So, I am talking about... Lana Del Rey. Ooh, video games. <laughs> I ironically love that music video. I think it was the first Lana thing that I saw. I love and that I song. I was like, I am in love with this. I'm in love with everything. I'm in love with the aesthetic. I'm in love with It's incredible. Singing. I love video games. I think we'll always have. What is the... She says a lyric in that and I've always misheard it. And it's something like... Something about her being like... I'll yeah. find it for you later, okay. but there's a lyric in video games where I've constantly misheard. I heard. That I you wish like I could remember. Bad girls, honey. Is yes, true? honey, honey. I don't hear honey. Do you not? And I know lots of people don't hear honey. They what hear they a different hear? word. Oh, I don't. Is it Can I say it? What? It yes. Broad- okay. Yes. Oh, I'm just being approved. It's horny. I know a lot of people hear that word. <laughs> Imagine if that was your affectionate nickname for someone. <laughs> horny. <laughs> the way she says it. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now. I've said enough. Okay, so I fully have loved Lana since the whole Tumblr time where Born to Die came out and everyone loved the flower crowns and mm. blue jeans was just incredible. Um, and I'm definitely no now on TikTok there are all those people that are like me listening to Lana Del Rey whilst yes. in the library or um, doing my shopping or something. I have mm-hmm. definitely been there, done that. Um, I'll hold my hands up to it. That's good. So I have loved her for a very long time. I think Norman F and Rockwell was an incredible album that came out last year. And yeah, so did I've everyone got else. To- yeah, I'm not like a I'm massive Lana fan. Like I, I like her music, but sometimes I think it's just a bit slow for me. Uh, mm. I'm quite rapid. Um, <laughs> that album, I think, is incredible. Yeah, I, ju- I love that album. I think it's great. Hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have. Was and probably still will be my absolute breakdown song when I am in the darkest of moods. <laughs> and I think I told. Our friend Anne this and because she follows me on Spotify so she saw that I was just listening to it like over and over again she texts me like are you okay <laughs> I think it would be interesting to compare 
our Spotify's oh and what we would be listening to. <laughs> because I think I, in that situation, go for quite angry songs. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, I go for yeah. the full any, and she talks about Sylvie Plath in that song, doesn't she? So obviously I'm so immediately, immediately like... there. I was like, this is a masterpiece. So yeah, so I love it. But even growing up with it, I knew there were parts of Lana Del Rey's songs that weren't the best. Like in mm. Ultraviolence, which came yeah. out, I think, in like, I don't know, 2016. Um, yeah. There's a lyric that goes, he hit me and it felt like a kiss. Um, oh. mm. Yeah. So mm. I think when people turned to her and they went, Lana, I think you're glamorizing abuse, babe. And she turns around and goes... No, <laughs> how she's wrong. <laughs> she is wrong. I think the way that it's all ethereal and the way she sings it, it yeah. I don't think you can. You have much of a leg to stand. Uh, yes, he's abusing me, and I love him, and I love being abused. And everyone was like, "Stop!" But she was on the right track. She stopped singing that lyric in Yay! concerts until. Aww. We oh. got to the controversy this year, but literally she could have she could have gone just on and onwards and upwards from Norman yeah. effing Rockwell because it was all going in her favour. So I think we've lost her, and I think everyone feels like we've lost her because she started dating a cop at the beginning of this year, yeah. um, and he got a in New York Times a profile about him after they broke up only because he'd been with her for a year, um, and. I read this Vulture article about the profile and it was so funny. It was so like a cab. <laughs> I was like, really? This big boy cop like fe- didn't feel intimidated by Lana Del Rey? Oh, how amazing. So um, one of the bits that he writes, his name's Justin Curto who wrote it. He said, Larkin, yep. the cop, was not at all nervous when accompanied Del Rey to the Grammys. We drive cars 120 miles per hour and I don't want to sound like a tough guy, but I mean... When you're behind a known shooting suspect and he jumps out of the car running, you've got to get out chasing, he said, in a comment totally relevant to accompanying your musician ex-girlfriend to an awards show. Nope, no toxic masculinity here. I I love this journalist. It was literally a question about his relationship. He didn't really have to bring in the fact that he was (laughs) his profession at all. Yeah. Or he could just, or like, even if he'd just been like, well... You know, I kind of my life is kind of intense, so taking someone to an award ceremony isn't that. Yeah. I don't find it that difficult. I'd be like, oh, okay, but why the in-depth <laughs> description? This like copaganda line yeah. that he was just pressing. So that's what happened to her this year. They did break up, but she was dating. And she's Republican. gone like blonde now. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Lana. No. God, why is it? Why does it look bad though? Like, did she home dye it? I feel like she. Probably has home dyed it, and it just she started, doesn't look quite right. I feel like her face is, you know, when people get so, and it's, it's nothing against people getting plastic surgery, but no. when someone's had so much in their face, doesn't move in bits. Of yeah, she's starting to get that like stretched out face look. I don't like know, she's waxy. Just, yeah, I yeah. know what you mean. It's a bit waxy. I know what you mean. So, I think even when I was looking into it, the problems came before the controversy in May this year. Where she tried to like straddle like the middle line of being apolitical. Um, in when Norman Rockwell came out, she said, um, "I'm really not more of a liberal than I am a Republican. I'm in the middle." Now, um, 
I feel like to be apolitical is a huge like white privilege thing. Yeah. Yeah. That it's a sign that you don't have to engage in politics because you're not direct your life isn't like directly even though it is, like everything in your life is political. Like they're talking about t- overturning Roe v. Wade in America. Like that's terrifying as a prospect yeah. for millions of women wanting abortions and having safe yeah. abortions. So to be so she's always kind of said like, Oh, I'm apolitical, which mm, not good. And then I just don't understand like like you say, literally all of life is political. Yeah. How can you be... I don't understand how anyone can be apolitical. No. And, I, you know, I believe that everyone should be allowed their own views, but... I don't understand how you could say you're 100% apolitical, because surely you have a view on something. Yeah, and to say Surely there's some... Even if it's just, like you say, abortions, I think women should be allowed to get abortions, mm. but I don't have much of a view on some other stuff. That's okay, but that's yeah. still not being apolitical. No, and know? I don't think her stuff is apolitical. I think... No, I don't. Life was talking about like not immigrant children but why you know like there's a sense that you know she is quite liberal in her music and she was saying at the end of this thing that you know that she really supports protest music and this is the time for protest music to so to say you're equal parts liberal and republican i'm like you can't doesn't make sense yeah (laughs) sorry sorry lana so this year's controversies, which everyone has probably heard about. Happened. But tell us about them, because they're so good. <laughs> so she posted a weird text post to Instagram on the 25th of May. So the important parts are, she lists off a lot of women of colour artists, like Doja Cat, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj and Beyonce, among a few, who have all had to work so much harder to get into those positions yep. of success than she ever will, because Lana is a white woman. Yep. And she came from a middle class background. Not saying yep. she hasn't worked for it, but she has not. But been... we can assume. Yeah. That yeah. And she hasn't. They've had to work so much harder than her because they're women of color. And that's just yeah. the way the world works. So yep, Lana, it is. You have You've got to recognize that privilege. So, the overarching thing about it is that it's just really unthought of. I don't think she even read them through before she posted them. Any no. of her posts after this. Which no. is why it came off so badly, because it was, like, rambling. She sounds really petulant, that it's like, well, now all these women can, um, they talk about getting on the pole and cheating and all the things that I've been talking about. Can I stop getting criticism for this now? It's like, like Lana, you're bringing up criticism that people levelled against your earlier albums. They don't talk about your new albums in this context anymore. Was part of it as well, like, that she... Did she? I, mean, I can't really remember, but did she mention that about her romanticizing abuse? And she said that they kind of were doing the same thing. Did yeah. she say something about that? I don't think that they do. No. I mean, yes, I don't have like a full insight on all their like discography, but from what, like, say Doja Cat, what song was she? What <laughs> song was she referencing? Because if it was yeah. like Freak. <laughs> It's not like she's not said like oh I he hits me and I like and felt, it, yeah it know, felt like a kiss yeah whatever she's been like mm. I enjoy sex and, and that, that was, was it all. it was never like I like to be hit in an aggressive way it was like yes yeah. sex is pro- positive and yeah. women can be sex positive too it was an empowering thing I, yeah I don't get the same vibes there no. <laughs> yeah absolutely not 
So her main criticism seems to be with female writers and alt singers levelling this claim against her when she claims she's just a glamorous person singing about the realities of what we are all now seeing are very prevalent emotionally abusive relationships all over the world. This is what I mean that it's not been written down. Like, no. It's so badly written. So there's nothing wrong with saying, like, I want to draw attention to people who are in abusive situations. Nothing wrong yeah. with her. There's nothing wrong with her singing about her being in abusive situations. It's wrong to say, look at all these women that are calling me a bad woman for setting us all back. No one's saying that. No, People said that about her early work. So it came out came out of nowhere. Did she so. as well? Like, um, Has she done much for women in abusive relationships? Nothing was coming up but i don't know for certain she might have been like her behind the scenes yeah. but like so because she's so apolitical mm. she probably hasn't tried to help the women that much i mean her, even her being like uh, you know i want to help women who are in abusive relationships isn't apolitical you know it's not it's having a, it's having a view yes so the whole apolitical stance previous to this you just think oh okay i don't really believe alana so she thinks it's pathetic that she's been called out for um, glamorising abuse. And um, when she was just singing about her submissive or passive roles in relationship, and she just called it pathetic that people said they, she was setting women back hundreds of years. It's like, I think what the problem is, Rolanda Ray, that I found from looking over all these things again, is she doesn't respond to any criticism. I think yeah, I was just thinking she that. wants people to read her work the exact way that she wants it to be read. But you can't do that once you release it into the world. And obviously, no. from her long successive career now, it's over a decade, people are with her. People listen, to, respond in a positive way to her music. So what's the issue with a few critics actually levelling an alternative view saying, mm, this probably isn't the best lyric in the world? There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Also, does she think that, like, Beyonce hasn't had that criticism? Yeah, which they all people like. Do you not think that when Beyonce started singing about political things and about her experience as a black woman, that people weren't, like, saying really racist Mm. stuff and, like, saying she can't be writing that, blah, blah, blah. And Lana thinks she's the only female artist who people have said, maybe don't say that (laughs) to. And hers, and the people who've said that to her have, have had more of a valid reason mm. than they have for saying it to other female artists. It's bizarre. It's so bizarre. It's like, does she only read a tiny amount? Does she think she's the only person in the world that it's being levelled against? And it's like, obviously not Lana. Read something no. else. Read somebody else. Anyway. So, in the same vein as saying that she's in the middle of politics, she um, said she's not not a feminist. Which I remember us talking about at the time. So it's a double negative, which means she is a feminist. However... (laughs) Not not a feminist. (laughs) The way that you phrase... Like, treating it like it's a dirty word. That feminism is this whole thing that she can take or leave. When all of her work, I don't think, is anti-feminist. I don't think it's got that. Oh, Anyway, so... It feels like a very old, weird argument, treating yeah. it like, oh, I need to be relatable, so I'm not calling myself a feminist, but I'm also not calling... My- anyway, again, badly written. Badly um, done. So, she thinks there should be a place in feminism for women who look and act like me, 
Okay, Lana. But there is! A white, privileged woman. <laughs> what space does she not have access to? She looks like, like, <laughs> hundreds of other women. Her response to this was saying, I wasn't talking about... So she did a video at the very end to clarify, which didn't clarify at all. And she says, I didn't mean white women. I meant women who are delicate, who men just take advantage of. That's what Why is that a woman learned. you want, like... Why is that the woman you want to... Like, why is that a person you would want to be? Mm. Why do you want to be taken advantage of? I really like, don't you, know. Why does she not think there's a space for it when there's actually so much? What of, was her of, wording again? That she didn't want to... Why wasn't there a space for her delicate and... Yeah, delicate is the main word. So she thinks it should be a place in feminism for women who look and act like me. And she... What does she think the beginning of feminism was? Like, it was all about women who looked and were like her. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry now that it's changed a bit, but there's always a space for you. There's always been a space. And obviously she's successful because people respond well to her music. What does she think? I think she just doesn't want any criticism. I think she just doesn't want... Any Which I, I guess I get it. I don't think I'm the best person at responding to criticism all the time, but I, mm. I still don't think I would drag other women into it and be like, no. everything is worse for me. I'd actually, um, so the next, the rest of the post is like quite rambly and rubbish. And, um, but I really recommend, I found this video that was um, on Broey Deschanel's YouTube channel called the, Poli- the Politics of Pretty. Which is a video essay. Oh, looking I at... haven't watched this. Oh, but it's I so to. I love everything this girl does now. Like she's so, so good cool. with her video essays, and it's about Sofia Coppola's work and how it presents exactly this delicate white vision of womanhood that Lana Del Rey thinks doesn't exist, or there isn't a space for in feminism. So, shut up, Lana. And it was actually made in response to Lana Del Rey's um, comments. That's so cool. It's oh, really everyone go watch that. Video. I'm going to watch it as well. Let's all 100%. watch it together. Every, please watch it. If you don't watch, watch anything Barbie. else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then the end trails off. And that's why I was just confused why she posted it. And um, why not let her PR team do it? Why did her PR team like sign off on it? I don't think they probably have access to it. She probably didn't run it past them because nobody no. that you would pay in your vicinity would allow you to write this badly written, confusing, angry post. Um, I imagine she sent it to them and they said, do not post this. And she did it anyway. And they had a lot of aggressive phone calls with her. (laughs) Like, you are being so stupid. You will not get a good response. And if they, and if she didn't get that from them, fire your PR team. Absolutely. And get a new one. Because that's, they're doing a bad job. This is a terrible job. I could do a better job. I'd just be like, don't post this. Are you stupid? <laughs> I think she might, but like, oh, something's not right. Or at least don't include the other artists who were do, do not have your privileges. Yeah. And I, it's basically all because she, um, she is the, she announced, she used this to announce she was writing two books of poetry and a new album. And, All right, um, Gabby Hanna. She ends with this really self-congratulatory note about donating to Native Americans to make personal reparations, which, fine. However, to have that at the end of this really long, rambling, offensive post that's angry, and then be like, well, look how great I am, because I'm actually uh, making personal reparations to the, um, a Native American tribe who have really influenced me. Wait, it's so performative. It's yeah, what so... happened there was 
um, the PR team stepped in and went, you can post this, but only if you put this at the end. Yeah, mention the books and mention yeah. the... Um, we'll let you post it, yeah. but only if you mention that you're a good person. It's shocking. And I was like, oh, ridiculous. So then she posts another one, which basically is just as angry, two days later. Um, and you'd think that you'd take time to nuance it if you felt like you weren't being heard properly the first time around. Nope. Um, she just blurt it all out exactly the same way. And it really makes me question, like, the per- her perceptions of clarity, because it's not the same as mine. This is not, none of this was clear. None of this situation was clear. So the notable things from this post is that Lana doesn't realise what's going on in feminist discourse or in any other art form, because she's... Yeah, well, she's not not a feminist, so... <laughs> Can't, I'm can't not level not that against one. her. I can't. Oh. I don't know about feminist discourse because I'm not not a feminist. But discourse. She, um, thinks we right. I'll read out the whole thing because it's ridiculous. She Yay. says she wasn't being offensive to women to the women she mentioned because oh no, but she wants to remain. I want to remain um clear in my clarity and stance that what I was writing about was the importance of self advocacy. Um, for the more delicate and often dismissed softer female personality and that there does have to be room for that type in what will inevitably become the new wave slash third wave of feminism that's rapidly approaching. Watch. Guess which wave of feminism we're in. (laughs) We're in the fourth wave of feminism, guys. (laughs) That began in 2012, so when her career was kicking off. Why? Why? Uh, Sorry, but like... (laughs) If she, she thought we were still in the second wave? If she thought we were still in the second wave, which began in the late 1950s, she thought we'd been... Like, how how long ago was that? If she thought we were years. still in the third wave, I'd understand. I'd be yeah. like, okay, well, little mistake. She thinks we're still in the second wave. <laughs> but she's not, not a feminist, so... Which is why it's... Give her a break. She <laughs> hasn't thought about anything... She didn't. She could have said the new wave of feminism were rapidly approaching. She didn't have yeah. to put in the third wave. You put into Google, what is what wave of feminism we're in, and it tells you it's the first thing we're in the fourth wave of feminism oh, that they began in twenty twelve. Watch a YouTube video <laughs> for once, you know. So it's just oh, just Lana. You're just chatting shit. Just absolute. Chatting Maybe shit. she's like a time traveler, and that's oh, no, she couldn't be because in the second wave of feminism, they were like. Oh no, like maybe she's stuck in the first wave, you know. I don't I reckon she's There's might so be. many because being delicate is what well, there is room in feminism for that. There always has been and that like that's the point of feminism. Yeah. I've never known that any woman that's been hated on for that. No. I know that there is some women who are hated on for wanting to like have children and stay home and look after the children but she's never really presented that as the issue no but if you're a true feminist there's room in feminism for everyone as long as you believe in equality for everyone like you're not going to be discluded if you want everyone to have equality but does she want that i don't think so i don't think that's the overarching thing that she's coming out and she just undermines herself so like her main arguments are just weak and then she undermines it with the bad writing, and it's like, who is getting? Who are you getting through to, Lana? Like, it's makes me worry for the poetry book. I'm definitely not buying it. I probably would have if she hadn't done all this. You should buy it, and you should review it on here. <sighs> should I review it? Oh, yeah, maybe I will. 
Maybe I'll find it second. Oh, I like, don't want you to give her money. But if I look, go for an independent bookshop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do that. Okay. I might do that for a future podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Is it out or is it like? It's just come out. Has it actually? Yeah. Buy it. I will. <laughs> anyway, spend so your lack just, of money on it. She's just. Oh, I'm. I'm shocked at how annoyed I was reading over these posts again because it's just like. She's just, it's performative activism, it's badly written, she, it doesn't, it's not research, she doesn't even know what wave of feminism we're in, like, ugh. So then, in the same post, we get another plug for the poetry collection, um, which is always nice to see after a hugely misguided, angry statement. Um, and she blames the either the hardcore right-wing Trump Pence supporters or the left-wing leftist liberals for not reading her bad writing better and making it a race war. She genuinely says those words she said <laughs> i just need time to process um you know you just you know even if your intention wasn't like around race you need to recognize that you compared yourself to a bunch of black artists yeah female artists as well and saying why is it fine for them and not for me but it's another issue of not accepting criticism because people yes. said you know, we understand you, babe, but, like, just check out the fact that you talked about these women who don't yeah. have the same privilege as you, and she didn't listen to that. She was just like, well, you made it a race war. Yeah. It's awful. It's so shocking that that's, like, the way that she has responded to this, and that she's just blasting through with a terrible worldview, super defensive, unhelpful, um, and she does it's not like, oh, well, she's really thought about the impact that her statements had. Obviously not. Um, so then she says this is a clarifying statement it's not, it's another marketing strategy she later wrote make it about race says so much more about you than it does about me you want the drama, you don't want to believe that a woman could be a beautiful, strong and fragile at the same time loving what? and all inclusive by making personal reparations simply for the joy of doing it what? Like, and also she wrote doing it, it twice in the thing so she hasn't proofread it she's got typos in it like I, I fully support people of like all different types of femininity. Yeah, but femininity I don't is really get why she's clinging like so securely onto being seen as fragile. Yeah, because no matter what your gender is, why do you want to be seen as fragile? You can you can be very like stereotypically girly and mm. love flowers and. Bleh. And that's fine. Like, there's no issue against that. But I don't really get why she clings onto the phrase fragile. Or delicate. Like, it feels very... Yeah, delicate, even. Like, what? Yeah. I, I'm You're really... not a flower. Like... No. She's a successful artist. Like, what did she... Why does she think she's, like, a little little woman? Like, a mm. little delicate woman? Like, that's okay. That's allowed. But why are you, you clinging on to that? That's almost like... Yeah. I, I think there's nothing yeah. wrong if people described her as delicate, but it's mm. the fact that she constantly attributes that to herself and is like, yeah. I am just a little delicate woman. You can be whatever you want to be. You don't have to just be one thing. Yeah. Like, some days you might be delicate, but other days you might be, you know... Bolstering. Just... And obviously yeah. she's, as much as being delicate, she's very angry as well, which you can just tell no, from really all these things. I really describe her as like... delicate, if you ask me. She'd hit me in the face if I suggested oh, that she was 100%. in the wrong... She would glass. I think she wouldn't would want to be in the somebody. fight with her. Oh no. yeah, hundred percent. Do a full on Cheryl Cole at that girl in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, so 
There's no accountability or space for alternative readings. There's no self-reflection in her actions, which actually really hurt me as a fan because I was like, that's obviously who she is. This is who she is as a core yeah. of a person, badly expressing her ideas and performing and being like, well, I'm actually uh, making personal reparations, so I'm a great person. Yeah, but like, it's not like she's making reparations to the whole world. She's um, for simply like, for the joy make you a good of doing person. it. For simply, yeah, for, and that's such a disgusting phrase. I think that it's like, yeah. Oh well, I'm going to be benevolent now, and I'm going to bestow. Well, I give so I get so oh, much what does joy. She think she's bloody Sleeping Beauty or something. What is she? <laughs> I'm, I'm a very good person. I give to charity and. I just fall asleep for 15 years and wait for men to come and save me. Well, That's what it is. She's and I live beauty. with the fairies. She can't take criticism and she's sleeping beauty. And yeah. it's like, you could use your platform and your position to say, look at all these different injustices. Every week I'm going to do a different kind of thing, but it's, no, I'm making, I've said it five times now in these whole statements, I'm going to be, yeah. she's not, she said it like twice, but still. To mention it both. <laughs> enough. In, enough of them. Yeah. Um, so I think, I also feel like she's treating it like a get out of jail free card. So it's like, well, I'm doing this, so I can't be a bad person. I can't be racist. It's you that's saying that I'm racist. It's not me. <gasps> okay. So she really, she just doesn't know what she's talking about. And it's not to dismiss her voice. It's just from the messages. She actually, she just, she has this very limited worldview that she doesn't want anyone else to encroach upon, I think. No one else can have an opinion except Lana. And she's really naive and inar- inarticulate, which she can't see. Uh, all I can see here is that she's massively just not listening to her PR team. No. Because, uh, like, there's no, she's no way... Free, she's freeforming this entirely. Yeah, I know that they will have said, do not put that up. Yeah. Because no one will support you. <laughs> yeah. And then they've said if you're putting up ad in the things at the end that make you look like not so much of a terrible person. Yeah. But it didn't work. It didn't work. And then she makes a video because she's clearly like, I can't express in the written form what I mean. She starts off by saying it's her one and only personal declaration she's ever made and sarcastically saying, thanks for being so warm and welcoming to it. What she was writing was bad. <laughs> if she'd even I mean, stepped anything, on it, it would have been much better. If anything, I would just want to comment about her grammar. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of bad about this. Whenever people I know post stuff on Facebook that's just offensive, but they use bad grammar. <laughs> I, like, I'm like, like, okay, they're entitled to love you, but I always want to comment, I think you meant this. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is good, because it demeans them. Yes. It shows you're not as clever as you think you are, which they're not. They yeah. think they're do- she thinks she's doing something. But so the whole six and a half minute video is just more rambling. It's really disjointed and echoes the posts. And it ends with another promotion of her work that's coming up. I mean, we really shouldn't buy that work because no, it's, she doesn't deserve it. Oh, Lana. It was going so well for her and she's just self-sabotaged herself. This was unprompted. This was un... Nothing had happened. I feel as well if it was just the post and then she maybe apologised. Yeah, people would have got over it. I don't 100%. think people would have had a had it as a lasting image because, like, a lot of famous people have done bad things, mm. but you kind of get over it because it's like, oh, that was a blip, and they're a better person now, and they yeah, apologize. Definitely, but she didn't, and so she will not get support. And the PR team is probably crying, <laughs> probably saying, "Lana, <laughs> <Probably> please." <fired. laughs> 
Yeah, oh my god, can you imagine? I imagine that people were fired during that time or left. Because I imagine she just was not easy to work with. I would have left. I think if it was me. I mean, I'll never be in a position like that, I don't think. Who knows? No. But employment isn't a thing anymore. But. No. I feel like (laughs) if I like to think of my principles, if I saw someone's true character, it's like, that's indefensible. I don't want to help you come back from this, so I'm just going to leave. And that's someone who's yeah, I can get that. That's the hard thing. Yeah, you know, it feel that's what I meant in the beginning. It feels like a betrayal. It does. And I know that seems like really overdramatic, but I don't know. I know you don't know these people, but like what they're doing can mean a lot to you. And then suddenly it's like, well, I can't support that because it's against everything I stand for. But everything I had a lot of respect. Like just the way she handles everything feminism racism classism she's she's absolutely just bulldozed everything in i have a question yes i don't know her music that well but i know she has a song called lolita right don't she have a song called lolita do you know the song i haven't no i haven't really listened i don't know it but like do you think she glorifies that yeah because i really hope she doesn't oh i definitely think it's Probably in later years, she's kind of looked back at it and been like, actually, this is really abusive, what happened in these relationships I had. Oh, well, that's kind of good. Yeah, which is why yeah. it's like, why has she just bulldozed it all with what's going on now? And to say, yeah, I'm I'm being the advocate for women who, you know, men just, men who hate women just want to tear down, they won't listen to them when they say no. That's a really good, like, pure thing to want to advocate for, But the, but she's just wrong in the way she's gone about it it's not helpful maybe at least if she hadn't brought in the other female artists yeah it would have been a better message even with that small change yeah she's framed it like it's me versus them they've been treated better than i have like what about me and it's like not everything is about you lana and this is like a really weird way of getting publicity for your new work so why are you doing it yeah because i think if she hadn't done it more people would have bought the poetry i definitely would have bought it without feeling guilty. I, I feel like anyone that was on Tumblr in 2014 would have bought out a nostalgia. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. So they are, well, I feel like Trish was always going to let us down, but I yeah, was sad about Yeah, I, I guess I didn't have respect for her in the same way, <laughs> no. but it was someone like, like I say, there were points of her career where I watched her and she did bring me some happiness and I yeah, thought this she's is kind of funny. funny in some bits, yeah. But- um, and I almost person. feel like she just, if she'd have just done things like when she did the song covers, mm. if she did jokey stuff like that, or you remember when she did the interviews where she'd pretend she was being interviewed and there'd be like long silences while someone <laughs> asked the question, and then she'd just respond. If she did stuff like that, that's funny, and she still has her sort of personality that she yeah, has now of like, yeah. but is she... Trolling all the time. Is yeah. she just being as offensive as she can be because she knows she gets attention from it but instead she chose to do it by attacking minority groups yeah it's not not the best (gasps) not the best have you got any honorable mentions for people who are controversial i feel like everyone goes through i think controversy comes from those who either carry on doing bad things after their original bad thing yeah or they it's the way they react to it 
to this criticism. Because yeah. you will be... Not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to like what you do, what you put out in the world. Yeah. And that's something you have to accept if you're going to put stuff out in the world. Yeah. You know, say if someone left a bad review on our podcast, we wouldn't be sitting there like, podcast is over. Or we wouldn't sit there and go, do you know what, you one person that didn't like our podcast, we're going to sit here and roast you for an hour because you just... Exactly. I, it's personal I think preference. a video... I can't remember whose it was, but a video I was watching on Trisha Paytas and the video she made where she said she was trans they purposely didn't go out of their way to just mock her and get angry at her because they were like that's not the way to deal with it no, you, it's really you know not. if someone gives you hate don't respond to it with more hate like no that's kind of as bad as i think the people well there's some instances where that's probably the only response but people who are in a position of power or have fame and some 12-year-old comments on their post and they bring it up and show everyone their names, mm. a.k.a. Gabby Hanna did this, and then people go and bully these people. Yeah. That's bad. You are equally as bad as that person. Yeah, definitely. Like, so just, if you get controversy, if you think there is some reason that, like, reasoning, try and learn from it. Yeah. If you disagree with it, that's you fine. know, I think it's okay to share that you disagree, but don't slander the person's personality or bring them into it. <laughs> I think if we got someone saying these girls are super annoying, I'd maybe make a joke about it, but I wouldn't be like, this person who lives here, whose name is this, said we were annoying, go bully them. Or yeah. we're going to bully them. Yeah. No, I'd just be like, haha, we're really annoying. Which we probably uh, can be. Like, I'll hold yeah, my hands often. up and admit it. Yeah, we are often very annoying, but you know. You'll, you don't have to listen to us. Exactly. We're not exactly. going to change. We're just delicate women. <laughs> and we're standing up for delicate we women everywhere. A, we have to have a place for delicate, fragile femininity. Because I just... I, as a white woman in this world, I just don't see it. Where, Wherefore art thou Where? the space for delicate <laughs> white women? Where is it, Hannah? Help us. Help us. We're only little delicate women. Only little oh. delicate women. Don't you don't oh, have to listen little to Little delicate us. women. Mm. So, yeah, don't try and be a nice person this week to counteract the controversial women. Yeah, yeah. And don't I'm buy Lana Del Rey's book. Or if you are going to buy it, then donate to somewhere like a charity that deals with, like a domestic abuse charity. Like yeah. match your donation, because that's what I've started doing. And it just really, you know, it's consumer power and they don't listen to you unless you do People stuff bad. People are bad. People are bad, and we can't always stop them. Like, I really don't think my little podcast is going to stop Trisha Paytas, but if it stops someone from listening to one video, I think we'll, we've done something. Yeah, that is an absolute success. Yeah. Trisha, just apologise to the trans and the DID community. Just everybody. Probably just the whole just of the LGBT plus community in general. And then go back to, if you're going to be, she could be funny, it's just a shame that and, like, it's part of that whole thing, you know, when um, right-wing media starts going, well, I'm going to identify as a penguin next, because that's what, you know, what all the different gen... When she came out as a Teletubby, I found it funny initially, and then I was like, oh, she's playing into this narrative of... Yeah. Doesn't matter, genders, like, anyone can identify as anything, and just undermining that whole movement. Well, yeah, because even if that's not her intention, then, say, the news gets hold of it, and they're like, woman identifies as Teletubby now. How ridiculous how people identify yeah. as different things. It just feeds into the fact, you know, 
we, people only want small things and then people do ridiculous stuff and it makes it seem like they want much bigger things, but mm-hmm. they don't. No. They just want to be accepted into society. Accepted. How hard is that? And left Just be alone. like, I accept you. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, something happy this week. It's time for Holly's question. Oh, yeah. Where I ask Holly a question and hope she tells me about herself instead of about the world in general. <laughs> She's such a selfless person. I'm going to try and think of something happy to ask. I never plan these questions. They're off the cuff because I'm spontaneous. My instinct, the first question that popped into my head was, what's your favourite country? But I don't want to ask that. Um, I think I'll go with like, no, okay, let's do what's your favourite country. Or like, what's your favourite memory of a country or a holiday, somewhere that you've been and like a good memory you have there? I feel like... The ancestral part of me has to say Scotland, and I have had many a happy and many a sad time in Scotland, but I have had so many beautiful times in Greece. I think Greek islands are really just beautiful, and the whole going around the places where all the myths are based, it's just there's something really I find very interesting and magical about the Greek islands. That's a beautiful answer. (laughs) But I will say, not really about yourself. Because, oh, although like it is anecdote? about yourself, no, well, it is about yourself, but again, you kind of, you went, here's an answer about myself, <laughs> I enjoy it, not because of myself, but because I like history, which I guess is about yourself. It's a step closer to what we want, um, so I, I will give that answer an 8 out of 10. Oh, I think thank it could you. be more self-centred. Okay. I, I think you really need to work on being self-centred. <laughs> And that's why I ask these questions every week to, with the aim of making me more self-centered. self-centered. One last question: What was the first film you saw in the cinema, or that you remember seeing in the cinema? I feel like it was uh, Monsters Inc. Wow, that's quite early. It must have been, but I do remember the final bit where um, Mike is making that kid laugh in bed. And it being really scary and dark because it was this big dark room and all the scary music yeah. and then he makes the kid laugh and I feel like it was Monsters, Inc. That's nice. That's a nice yeah. one. Yeah, that was a good answer. I okay. appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> what was the last film you saw in the cinema before we got locked up forever? Do you know what I think it was? I think it was... Did we watch David Copperfield before or after Emma? Before. And then we went to see Emma. So it was Emma. We went to see Emma. Emma on Valentine's after. Day. That was the last film I watched. You did see that. I bet. That was the last time I was in a cinema. It was in February. Isn't that mental? That that doesn't even feel like... That feels... I don't know. It feels recent, but also ages ago. Absolutely. And if you want my review on Emma, you can't have it. But what I will say... (laughs) It wasn't my favourite cast. I mean, I have a lot of views, but I just... I prefer the TV series of it. We should do, like, an episode on period dramas and all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we should because okay. I would I could talk for hours on the TV series of Emma, which it whenever I'm sad. Who's the man in it? John Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller. I just think he's excellent. Yeah, I don't know why he really is. But anyway, something enough. to look forward to. <laughs> I've said too much. <laughs> I must leave. Um. Yeah. So here we are signing off. Have a lovely week. Yeah. Have a lovely week. We'll see you next week. Um. Please listen to us. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just listen to us. Uh, if you made it all the way through, uh, oh, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. If follow you us can. on TikTok. Follow us on things. For, just follow us. What you know, you might think like, oh, CBA. But what harm is it going to do? 
No, no harm. You might as well follow us. Yeah. Um, m- mainly because it, we kind of want to know who's listening. Yeah. Yeah. Not because we want to know stuff about, like, because we're weird, but it'd be <laughs> we nice. We want a community. We want to know. We want to yeah. talk to people. Yeah. Hit us up. Okay. Goodbye.